This is Black and Ready. I'm your host, Don L. Rondo, and for 20 years, I've been leading Homeland Security, Anti-Terrorism, and Emergency Management programs for federal, state, and local governments, as well as the Fortune 1000. Now I'm focused on protecting African Americans. As African Americans, we find ourselves sometimes at greater risk for man-made and natural disasters. We're going to talk about it, investigate it, and commit to protecting ourselves and holding those that we have elected to do a better job of protecting us as well. This is Black and Ready. I'm Don Rondo, and thank you for joining us today. This is Black and Ready, and I'm your host, Don Rondo. Today is January 6, 2021. A lot of historic political activities happening right now at the Capitol building. We'll get into that. Uh, for those of you who have been following me, you know that I spoke to the potential of political unrest and that this political unrest was being unaddressed and creating a security risk. And that's playing out right now. But before we get into that, um, let's pick up where we left off and catch everybody up. You know, what has happened here is we've kind of taken the crawl, walk, and then run approach to developing Black and Ready with Donnell Rondo. And so we're kind of gathering steam and gathering new listeners, and our format is changing, and I want to catch everybody up. So some of the things we've been talking about has been the reluctancy of some in the African-American community. Some percentage of Black people are reluctant to take the COVID vaccines and you know the medical community in general has expressed concern and even frustration about that. The Black and Ready response to that frustration has been to speak to the lack of credibility and the sordid dark history that the medical community in this country and abroad have relative to experimenting on black and brown people. So with the COVID vaccine, there have been people who have said, I'm not sure. There have been some rhetoric and statements made by the medical community that may have exacerbated those concerns. Some saying, well, we're going to make sure uh, Black people get the vaccine first, you know, and not taking into account the history, what has happened when that has been said to Black people in the past in some cases, most notably circumstances like the Tuskegee study um, for 40 years earlier this century um, in uh, Alabama, the Tuskegee study was essentially a circumstance where the medical community, state, local, and fed communities were, you know, kind of combined synergistically in a way that A, either identified a community of black people that had a high rate of syphilis uh, or B, injected them. The official line is that um, they already had syphilis, that they saw an opportunity to study syphilis and the effects of it, what would happen if it went untreated, etc. cetera. Um, folklore has been that black people were injected. In any regard, regardless of whether they were injected or not, and again, the official story is that, the official findings is that there was a population of Black people that were already infected. What, what happened then was a conspiracy 
to allow black people to suffer from a curable and treatable disease until they died under the false premise that they were being treated for something called bad blood. They received other medical treatments that I'm still unclear what they were. Some of these people received spinal taps, all for the treatment of what they were told is, quote, bad blood, unquote. When they, and we're talking about the unwitting subjects of this torturous experiment, went to seek medical care elsewhere, they were enticed back and tricked into participating in this study that ultimately saw them die, saw them spread the infection throughout the Black local community, and hundreds of people were made ill and ultimately died from it. And so it is that kind of lack of credibility and dark history that the medical community has to overcome. And quite frankly, they have not taken the necessary steps to overcome their own past. And so I reject, I think the official viewpoint of Black and Ready is that we're neutral, we're politically neutral, but we have to reject the frustration that the medical community has with Black people for not taking the vaccine, if that's the case, and push back on that and express our frustration that having participated in something like the Tuskegee study, that there hasn't been a greater outreach effort made to alleviate the concerns of African-Americans and others about the potential for abuse of the vaccine process. I don't know what's in the vaccine to this day. And I don't know what the side effects are to this day. I mean, I've done some research, but it wasn't readily available and I'm still combing through reports. And, you know, it's, it's just frustrating uh, to me that the onus is on black people to trust a process that has led to the demise of black people before. Now, it's not limited to just the Tuskegee study in black people in the 70s. Uh, Jewish people were injected with live cancer cells. Uh, they didn't. They weren't told that they were being injected with live cancer cells for the purpose of studying them. Again, this is a trick that the medical community has used on minorities for the purpose of kind of, I guess, medical advancement. But but minorities have been the guinea pig. Um, it's not just um, you know. It's in here, of course, throughout Africa, there are lots of studies and reports and hearings associated with uh, Western medicine using Africans, African nations as kind of these guinea pigs for vaccinations. And there have been people just during the fight to stop the spread of COVID have advocated for trying the vaccine out in Africa first. And there have been pushback, pushback from notable people, from athletes and politicians in Africa saying to the medical community at large, Africa is not your test tube. We're not your lab and we're not guinea pigs. And so, you know, if anybody should be frustrated, it should be people of color. It should be black people who are owed the ability to feel as though they are being cured and legitimately treated. 
and that the circumstances of the past are being addressed and not whitewashed. It goes on and on. You can do your own research, guys. But there were similar circumstances where Native Americans here in the U.S. were injected, uh, similar circumstances where um, there were these sterilization programs implemented where Black women, Native American women in the U.S., um, eugenic abortion in the U.S., people tricked out of their health, out of their lives, unwillingly participating in studies that amount to torture and some of what the American medical community, and I'm talking broadly at the Fed, state, and local level, I'm not putting it on any one group, but some of what they did to people of color, to minorities, to poor white people as well, is really similar to what the Nazis did to uh, Jewish people in death camps, that they just decided to experiment knowing that people would die. It gets worse and worse. I mean, in Guatemala, uh, throughout South America, the uh, American medical community, that part which is specific to research associated with pandemics and the like and vaccines, are guilty of injecting people unwittingly who did not know they were participating in a study. So, you know, the message to those who engage in this type of effort, who are trying to save lives without an outreach effort that addresses these types of concerns, you will contribute to the continued loss of life. If you have a vaccine that can save lives, if you have a vaccine that can save lives of all people, and in the case of Black and Ready Focus, Black people, if you can save Black lives and you have failed to create a program that gives Black people comfort that this is not another Tuskegee study, this is not another circumstance in Boston where, quote unquote, retarded kids were injected with feces and other diseases to see what would happen. You know, if, uh, if you have not done that, then shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on you for missing an opportunity to save lives by overcoming your own dark, your own community's dark past. We talked about the potential for there to be violence associated with political unrest, a situation where one side or both could believe that the results of the 2020 presidential election were unfair. We would have millions of people potentially believing that their vote was stolen, that their country was stolen, that their rights were taken, perhaps maybe driven by interest of foreign nations. Um, and it is starting to evolve. I said this publicly. I talked to people in federal agencies charged with you know, risk assessments and things of that nature. And quite frankly, um, they didn't really uh, receive the information in a way that I believe they needed to. You know, things have to continue to change. We have to continue to, to you know, identify emerging threats. Place that kind of emphasis on identifying emerging threats. Right now, 
It's January 6th. I'm looking at multiple monitors and I'm watching the scene unfold at the Capitol building and literally the political process, the counting of the electoral votes and the official uh, you know, acknowledgement of the electoral votes and that process involved in the election uh, of, our, of our president, you know, really the underpinning of you know, our democratic republic processes has been suspended because the Capitol building of the United States of America has been overrun. Now, I am politically neutral for the purpose of Black and Ready, but I'm telling you if the people who had listened to Black and Ready, some of whom are in the Department of Homeland Security, some of whom are in the Department of Justice, some of whom are in federal law enforcement, some of whom are in local law enforcement, some of whom are just out and about would have known to expect this and alleviate the concern I mean, you have to make an effort to let people into the election process and the result, because right now there are millions of Americans who believe that their vote was stolen. I continue to urge people to act, uh, to put those of us who know how to communicate, conduct analysis, share information, uh, put us in a position to have an impact because I'm going to say it again. This is the emerging threat that I spoke of months ago publicly. This is the emerging threat that I spoke of a month ago here on Black and Ready. It's coming to pass right now. I believe that this is just the first drop in the bucket that you have millions of Americans who believe that their vote was stolen. Whether it was or not is not relevant. Don't make that argument with me. People try to make that argument with me. Don't waste your time. It's about what millions of people believe that their vote was stolen, and they're not going to go away. They're not going to tolerate their vote being stolen if that's what they believe. So again, there has to be an effort to inform people, to put them in a position to ensure that they participated in a fair and transparent process, or this is the beginning of a dark time in American history. This is Black and Ready. I'm Donnell Rondo. We'll be right back. This episode of Black and Ready with Donnell Rondo was brought to you by Valor Project Management, Inc. Valor PM supports the project management needs of Fed, state, and local governments and small businesses. Talk to me, Donnell Rondo, about our business loan programs, our residential solar energy initiatives. Some save over $100,000 in energy costs. Valor PM also supports government smart city initiatives. Visit us at Valor projectmanagementinc.com or call us at 1-888-237-4967. And we're back. This is Black and Ready, and I'm your host, Don L. Rondo. So we talked about a lot of other things in the other episodes in the run-up to this episode and, you know, really um, talking without taking action is a part of the problem. And so one of the ways that we are combating that, one of the things we're doing to be a part of the solution is speaking out publicly beyond Black and Ready and really kind of focusing on African-American readiness and preparedness, not because 
Black and Ready is a format only for Black people, but because when you do a risk assessment on our vulnerable populations here in America, Black people continue to um, show as being more vulnerable than other populations, to include populations who are recently here, first wave immigrants, um, are in many cases less vulnerable than you know, multi-generational African-American citizens. And so, you know, we have to unwrap that as African-Americans, we have to take responsibility for our safety and security. We have to take responsibility for reviewing the facts and holding ourselves accountable to keeping ourselves, our family, our communities safer and more prepared. And then we have to hold people that we elect responsible as well. It's little things like this. I'll give you an example of the things that we have, have to be cognizant of, that we have to be aware of. There is guidance issued by federal agencies like the CDC and others about alcohol consumption. It's alcohol consumption. You guys have heard it, and don't quote me on this exact thing here because I'm just using this as an example that a glass of wine a day is supposedly good for you or there are little ill effects from a drink a day and things of that nature. You've heard this on the news before and reports kind of bear that out for a large segment of the population. The reports that I've read kind of indicate there's either, you know, little to no ill effect. And in some cases you can extrapolate data from wine in particular because of the antioxidants, I can say, hey, well, this actually has some positive benefit. I'm not a doctor. You, you read these reports yourself. That's what this is all about. Now, if, you, if you're an African-American and you dig further, the reports show this, that in the United States of America, African-Americans, Black people in the U.S., consume less alcohol than white Americans. The average black person drinks less alcohol than the average white person in the United States of America, period. According to the CDC, find the study yourself. It's out there, I read it. What I also read in the study is that while the guidance is such that it gives the impression that a drink a day is okay, the studies also indicate that while black people drink less for reasons unclear to me, we suffer worse effect of alcohol, that it is not okay for black people to consume alcohol. Our, our illnesses associated with alcohol are greater than that of white people who consume more alcohol. So you have this medical community where the facts are kind of shifted, slanted, to white people. It might not be purposefully. That's not what I'm alleging. I'm not saying that this is about racism. I'm saying it is a blind spot and that African-Americans need to be black and ready. We must take ownership of our health, of our safety, of our security, and our level of readiness by making sure we're reading these reports. I read these reports. I want you to read these reports. I'll be posting some more of them on Twitter. So hit me up there and follow along. 
So as I was saying, we're talking about being a part of the solution. I will be one of the speakers uh, at the Evolving Men of Color virtual all-day seminar and conference on January 16th. That's in 10 days from now. And it's really going to be a cool thing. It's people, uh, uh, men of color um, from all walks of life. It's slanted towards entertainment because the chairperson and leader of the effort is Kiko Ellsworth, who is a, uh, a known talented artist and actor. Uh, you've seen him in a lot of things. I want you to Google it um, and check me out on Twitter. But again, it is the Evolving Men of Color virtual conference on January 16th. And you'll get a chance to hear me talk about uh, readiness issues, um, issues about you know what it means to be a black man today, all of these great things, timely subjects, along with other people from different disciplines, from different walks of life, with different experiences, all kind of pitching in to kind of you know hit the ready reset button and hear from black men what it's like to be black men and uh, it you know I, I expect fireworks disagreement um, kind of this organic discussion and a meeting of the minds as well I think we're going to come together as brothers this is black and ready I'm your host Don El Rondo uh, we'll be right back. This episode of Black and Ready with Donnell Rondo was brought to you by Valor Project Management, Inc. Valor PM supports the project management needs of Fed, state, and local governments and small businesses. Talk to me, Donnell Rondo, about our business loan programs and our residential solar energy initiatives. Some save over $100,000 in energy costs. Valor PM also supports government smart city initiatives. Visit us at Valor projectmanagementinc.com or call us at 1-888-237-4967. We are back. This is Black and Ready, and I am your host, Don L. Rondo. A couple of important projects that we're working on. I'm in the process of tabulating the results of a survey to the first Black and Ready State of Black Readiness Survey. So you've heard of the State of the Union um, and various types of statements. What I have done is embarked upon a process where I have created a survey, sent that survey out to leaders in emergency management, homeland security, the medical field, advocates, activists, a good cross-section of people who have their pulse on readiness, Black readiness, and they're able to kind of juxtapose and compare Black readiness versus the nation, all for the purpose of getting these results and making them available to you to give us a glimpse into how ready is the Black community with respect to man-made and natural disasters. It's a very important project. It's something that I'm very, really focused on. I'm very proud to be leading this effort and really hopeful of making available to you some results that give insight. Now, again, I'm politically neutral. This isn't a Democrat party issue or Republican party issue. This is really about, you know, this is an American issue, certainly, 
And it's a black and ready issue that for far too long, African-Americans have been a bit more vulnerable, far too vulnerable. Um, and, you know, we're going to we're going to change that by taking uh, responsibility for our own safety and security. And the first step in doing that is having the information necessary uh, to make decisions that are informed based on fact. So look for the uh, state of black readiness report from black and ready for myself. I'll be talking about it. You'll see me out in the field talking about it and you hear about it here. You'll hear more about it also at the evolving men of color seminar on January uh, 16th online. Another thing uh, that we are working on here is an exercise series. So when I say exercise, what I'm speaking of is an exercise, which some of you may call a drill, a practice run to help you understand how you can improve your response to a man-made or natural disaster. Now, I have facilitated these types of exercises for Fed, state, and local governments for years. Um, these exercises where, again, you have a scenario, a set of problems, they're introduced to an environment, a group, and then you respond as if the incident or circumstance is real. And then after the end of the exercise, you're able to get a report and assess your performance. And so we're gonna do that in a really incredible pioneering way for black people. Black and Ready will continue to kind of lead the, the discussion and put black people in a position to see how we respond to man-made and natural disasters. For those of you who are familiar with preparedness exercises, you're gonna be familiar with something called HSEEP, the Homeland Security Exercise Evaluation Program. And we're gonna be following those official standards so that the results of the exercises can be made available and we can compare apples to apples. But you're hearing it here right now. This is pioneering big stuff that for the first time in our nation's history, you know, black people will be afforded the opportunity to be a focus of an exercise designed to assess how ready black America is in response to man-made and natural disasters. Man-made disasters like active shooting events, arson, violent crime, things of that nature. Natural events like Hurricane Katrina and COVID where African-Americans experienced higher casualty and fatality rates. This is Black and Ready. I'm Donnell Rondo. Like I always say, for decades I have been protecting the country, doing my best to really kind of focus on emerging threats and help our nation identify what's next, what's the next threat that we're going to have to contend with. I really am taking up the call to impact Black safety and security. Now, 
I remain interested in protecting the country and protecting everyone in the country, everyone in the world for that matter. And I'm really interested in kind of redefining homeland security so that it can also mean that a person in his or her home is secure, that the individual is safe, secure, because they are informed, have access to, access to resources. And so that's what uh, Black and Ready is about. It's not exclusionary, but it is focused on making sure that one of our most vulnerable communities, African-American people, are made safer and more secure. This is Black and Ready. I'm Daniel Rondo. Thank you very much for joining us today. This episode of Black and Ready with Donnell Rondo was brought to you by Valor Project Management, Inc. Valor PM supports the project management needs of Fed, state, and local governments and small businesses. Talk to me, Don L. Rondo, about our business loan programs, our residential solar energy initiatives. Some save over $100,000 in energy costs. Valor PM also supports government smart city initiatives. Visit us at Valor projectmanagementinc.com or call us at 1-888-237-4967.